0: Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine.
1: Om Namah Shivaya Gurabe Sacira Nandamurtaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya Niralambhaya Tejasay Muktanandaya Gurabe Shisha Samsara Harane hartakayai kadai namaste chit saratmane heta ve jagata meva samsara navasetave. prabhave sab vidyanam shambave gurave namaha guru brahma guru vishnu guru devo mahishwara Guru sakshat para brahma tas Shri hi namaha om
2: Svarupa swa namo namaha Om. I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self, your
0: own inherent divinity, your own essence,
2: your own beingness, O Shiva. Again and again, I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhavanamo Namaha. Proactive. I wish
0: you a happy new year and congratulate you on starting the year off with a very special tone, powerful spiritual practice coming here and devoting your attention to the teachings, and the inner exploration. Today is the day you get to ask yourself, what kind of life do you want to have? Do you want to continue with exactly what you've got? If you're not making New Year's resolutions, then it means you'll continue with exactly what you've got. If so, it must mean you're happy. If you want more of what you've already got, then what you've got makes you happy. How wonderful that you're one of the many people whose life is perfect. Oh, your life is not perfect? Then I'll ask, what is it that makes it not perfect? If you're not getting what you want, you must put forth effort to change what you've got. I call that proactive. I call that New Year's resolutions.
2: This is a cause and effect universe. You get what you earn. Sometimes
0: it's immediate and obvious. Sometimes it takes more time, more time and effort than you thought it should take. But it always works. It's the law of karma. What you put out comes back. It comes back to you personally and specifically to you in direct proportion to what you put out and why you did it. It works, except for when you're trying to make progress in the opposite direction from the trajectory you had previously set. I love the Pennsylvania turnpike. It's such a lesson in awareness, attentiveness. Oh, and karma, Paul, the repercussions of your actions. In California, where I learned to drive, the main highways let you drive fast, but there's a turnoff every mile or three. The Pennsylvania Turnpike has 20 or 30 miles between turnoffs. If you miss your turn, it's another 20 minutes before you can get off to turn around. Then it's another 20 minutes back to where you were if there's an exit at that spot going in that direction. So it will be 40 minutes or more before you get back to the point where you wanted to be. And that's only the turnoff. So there's more driving yet to get you to your destination pay attention. Now, while you're turning around to get back to your turnoff, all that 40 extra minutes or longer, you're still driving. You're still being active. You're still paying close attention, even more because you already missed a turnoff. You're still consuming gas and emitting pollutants into the atmosphere. You're still counting the minutes You're still frozen in the driving position with your head jutting forward and your mind going through the litany of your problems. Karma. In the drive, you're reaping the fruits of your karma. You miss the turn, so you have to make up for that. Karma. And you're creating more karma by the thoughts you chew on during that extra drive time, spewing more pollutants, but for your inner atmosphere. Some people decide to avoid the whole problem by never taking the turnpike. Others never leave home. I'll just sit here until I die. Karma, you get karma from that too. Especially since the pandemic, lots of people have become agoraphobic. They don't leave the house. They live in a protective mode that they hope will freeze time. Like when they felt safe, breathing the air that others are breathing. I remember house hunting a few years ago when we had just started up the ashram and were buying a building for our home base. One home I visited was decorated like it was still 1950. Of course, I felt very comfortable there, (laughs) for that was the mode when I was growing up. But it was not only dated, it was faded. And it was not just faded, it was
2: wilted. It was old and falling apart. That's what happens when you try to hide from life.
0: You can become less alive. You will malinger and molder and die. Withdrawing is not merely protective. You see, what isn't growing is dying. Like with a tree, if it doesn't sprout leaves in the spring, it's not growing. It's dying.
2: So this is New Year's
0: Day. You get to decide in what direction you will grow. I hope it's toward the light. Proactive. Some people make New Year's resolutions and then resolutely follow through on them. Some people say, I don't make New Year's resolutions. Maybe it's because they are already perfect. I hope it's true. The world needs more perfect people. Others say, I'm not going to make New Year's resolutions because I never keep them. Which one are you? If you've made resolutions in the past but didn't keep them, it was because they weren't resolutions. They were intentions or wishes or pie in the sky hoped for changes that would come to you without any real sweat on your part. Resolution means you resolve. You decide firmly on a course of action, as the dictionary says. When you're resolved, you have a firm determination to do a particular thing. You're committed. You're putting time and energy into it. You're determined.
2: Other words are purposeful, resolute, steadfast, unwavering, dedicated, determined, persevering, unshakable. I love it.
0: You become powerful. You harness your power of will and bend karma to your own devices. You are proactive. Unfortunately, you've been trained in how to be reactive instead of proactive. You maybe got trained by family, but you certainly got trained by television and other media. I clearly remember the early days of my training. I grew up with the 1950s sitcoms with laugh tracks. The family scenes from Father Knows Best and other shows told us how we should be living. While the laugh tracks told us when we should laugh, like laughter was a should. The process continues today. Entertainment, the word comes from the same root as containment. You enter into containment following the track that has been predetermined for you by scriptwriters and advertisers. Some shows are designed to make you laugh. Others are designed to make you cry. Others incite fear. The movie makers play you like a piano. And you're well-trained. You react in exactly the ways they plan for you. Your reactions aren't even your own. So it's easy to understand that some people simply don't know how to make a decision, much less act on it and stick to it. Too many people decide they'll just wait for others to do stuff, and then they can react to it. New Year's resolutions are about you taking the reins in your hands. You get to steer. You can even decide to go faster or slower toward whatever destination you choose. The world around you will adapt to your new trajectory. It's guaranteed in a sutra. Pratyabna hridayam, Sutra number three Tanana Narupa Graya Grahakapeda. Consciousness manifests the multiplicity of the universe through reciprocal adaptation. This universe has been created by a creator. The sutra says the creator is consciousness, technically the creatrix. For she has birthed the world out of her own being, shakti, the energy of the spheres. The universe is made of her, made of consciousness. The energy of beingness shaping itself into form. Energy becomes matter. This energy has become you and me and all that exists. The formless reality hiding within all the forms she has become. Consciousness set it all up within her own system, a self-perpetuating system by which the universe keeps itself going. It's called reciprocal adaptation. It's like this. If I reach up into the air and point, you turn your head in that direction. You reciprocally adapt. And if you laugh or cry or get up and leave the room, I respond. Maybe even send someone after you to see how you are. Well, the universe responds to what you do. When you put out what you've always put out, you'll get the response you've always gotten. When you do something different, it might take a little while, but what happens is you get a different response.
2: This means you can actually change the world. How? By changing yourself. I'll use myself as an example. My parents taught me to curse
0: at other drivers. Now, they never said, this is how you drive. Instead, they demonstrated it repeatedly. One day, riding with them, I watched as a nearby driver made a stupid move. Even I knew it was a stupid move, and I was only about 12. I burst out with a foul name for them, shocking my parents. I wasn't supposed to say those words they could, but I couldn't. So I grew up to be an aggressive driver with an opinion about everybody else's abilities. And there were plenty of stupid drivers on the road for me to curse at. Then I started meditating and doing yoga. It took a while before my driving habits changed. It took even longer before I began to see the other drivers as people, real people, Now I send blessings to the other drivers. And you know what? The roads around me have gotten safer. I almost never see anyone doing stupid stuff. It's like I live in a bubble, in a peaceful bubble. And it affects everyone around me, even on the road. Wherever I drive, the bubble goes with me. So I think that if everyone did yoga and they all started to drive better, Even if they started to live in a peace bubble, all our roads would be safer roads. Is that a plan or what? So I have a New Year's resolution for you to make. Here's what you should do to fulfill my plan. (laughs) Oh, there's a little flaw in that reasoning, isn't it? I don't get to make your resolution for you. You are the one who gets to. Or not. The new year is like a blank canvas. You can stand in front of that canvas and imagine whatever you might want to paint on it. It's an exciting time, fresh and new.
2: It's a creative space. And you are the creator or the creatrix. I think
0: of yoga as being more like sculpting than painting. You start out with a giant stone, which is the whole year ahead of you. You sculpt time. You can sculpt it into any shape you'd like. As time ticks along, you decide what shape any given moment will take and the one after and the one after. With painting, you add paint to the canvas. You try to make something beautiful. With sculpting, you cut away what's in the way. That's what Michelangelo supposedly said about his famous statue of David. I just tipped away everything that wasn't David. You're freeing David from the stone. Yoga is about getting free, living in the light of your own inner radiance. And letting it overflow into your life and relationships. I don't know with that big stone, maybe you'll sculpt a lamp. And then remove the light shade so your light can shine. Maybe you'll sculpt a heart. An expansive heart that encompasses the whole world and beyond. A heart that loves without prerequisites. A willingness to participate, but without neediness. An enthusiasm that, like a child, has you jumping up to help at every opportunity. What can I do? Maybe you'll sculpt a clock without hands. So you live in the timelessness of your own beingness,
2: even in the midst of time. My wish for you is that you resolve to be happy
0: more of the time, without depending on outer things to make you happy. My wish for you is that you resolve to take better care of your body so it can do all the things you want it to do so that you can help and serve others. My wish for you is that you resolve to live from center, being centered and grounded,
2: based in your own inner infinity. An ancient Egyptian pharaoh,
0: Akhenaten, said, Those who gave thee a body furnished it with weakness. But he who gave thee soul armed thee with resolution. Employ it, and thou art wise. Be wise, and thou art happy. Those who gave thee a body furnished it with weakness. But he who gave thee soul armed thee with
2: resolution. Employ it. And thou art wise. Be wise. And thou art happy.
0: If you follow the body, if it's all about your body, you're living from instinct like dumb animals. You're living from desire, fear, and reaction even though yoga works with your body, it constantly reminds you that your body is not in charge. You are the one who has a body. Your body doesn't have you. Your body doesn't make you exist. It is your presence that makes your body exist. But if you follow your animal instincts, your life will be animalistic. Akhenaten is warning you about this. Then he says, the one who gave you your soul also gave you resolution. Resolution is a divine gift. It comes from the same source as your soul. When you resolve to do something, you're drawing on God. You're using the power of your soul and tapping into your God essence. You're putting forth effort to improve yourself. It's source is divine. Your ability to resolve something and follow through, Akhenaten says, makes you wise. And better yet, when you are wise, he says, you will be happy. Does this mean that when you're not happy, you're not wise? I leave that to you to decide. However, all the great yogis I've known were both wise and happy. There's a Sanskrit word for New Year's resolutions. Tapas. Austerity. Literally, the word tapas means fire, but it's a specific kind of fire. It's the fire that comes from friction, from one thing rubbing against another. In yoga, you choose a practice to do one that you need rather than one that you like. You see how this works? The practices you need are usually the ones you avoid. So you pick a practice that you've been avoiding, probably because it means you need it. And so you do it. You don't intend to do it. You don't set an intention wimp world intentions. You don't hope that it happens. You don't wish for it. You actually do it. Resolution, determination, perseverance, consistency, follow-through, New Year's resolutions. Tapas is the fire that comes from friction. The friction is your ego rubbing up against God. Which one will be burned away? The fire is likened to the purification of gold. A jeweler buys a low grade of gold, like 14 karat, and then heats it to burn away the other metals that are polluting it. The temperature of the fire to refine gold goes to 1,000 degrees centigrade, which is almost 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. As the other metals incinerate, the gold gets purer. 14 carat, 18 carat, 22 carat, 24 carat. Tapas is purification. It burns away everything that gets in the way. And you get to choose. You can decide what's going to get burned up. So I'll tell you to be proactive. If you're not perfect yet, what is it that you need to work on? Can you see your own blind spots? That's hard to do, you know, because when you peer into a blind spot, by definition, you're blind. I'm sure that there's one or a few people close to you that have an opinion about what you need to work on. I'm sure you can get some suggestions from those who know you better than you know yourself. And
2: of course, you know what I will suggest? Do more yoga. Proactively, do more yoga. Om svarupa Swaswa Bhava namo Namah